Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host hannah who looks like she's having some indigestion <laughs> bless you i'm on <laughs> i'm leaving this in we are not redoing this this is amazing what a start i have to burp but i can't oh one of those i've always thought there should be a word for that feeling of having to sneeze like i don't think there's a word for that anyway a snoof a snoof we you heard it here first <laughs> Anyway, we'll always be here I've for you through Nick <laughs> How are you otherwise? Um, other than that, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, I guess all things considered. Uh, this movie that we watched this week had a really strong premise, uh-huh. but I feel like it failed in execution, unfortunately. So we're going to talk about it this movie. This week it was called Primal. And we sort of teased it last week because Nicolas Cage showed up on some red carpet looking unrecognizable, but he was very recognizable in this movie. I recognize this man from anywhere. (laughs) In fact, I had a friend who Mm. had a friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A friend of a friend. A friend of a friend this uh, past weekend ran into Nicolas Cage at a restaurant. She said that he was with a hot Asian woman and two nerds. So we assume with his current wife and his two sons, Cal L and Weston Coppola Cage, mm. I got a photo confirmed that is who <laughs> at least the boys were. Don't I can't, you know, there was not a picture of the woman. Oh, okay, I have yeah. to assume it's his wife. Um, she asked, she approached him and asked him how his dinner was. He said it was good. And then he asked how her dinner was. And she said it was good. And then she said, what are you up to tonight? And he said, we're going to have a good time. (laughs) And that was the conversation. And she didn't mention us? Well. She didn't ask him to be on our pod? I'm offended. He could have broke down primal with us. Next time. Next time. (laughs) If anybody knows Nicolas Cage out there, we'd love to have him on. What restaurant was this? Let me... let let's, me find out. This let's is see a, where this is an interesting story. Let's see where he takes his fifth wife and his kids when he's trying to get them all to bond with one another. When his eldest son is almost definitely older than his current wife. Bestia in downtown LA. Let's see where this is. Bestia downtown LA. Here it is. Okay, it's um in downtown LA. Oh really? You that's <laughs> you fucking don't say. shocking. <laughs> Um, on the southeast area, mm. and it's described as buzzy and innovative Italian food, and it only has two dollar signs. So That's Nick shocking. Cage is a frugal boy these days. Well, <laughs> when he has to pay for a dinner for his wife and his two kids. Well, his son Weston is probably paying for it with all those royalty checks he's collecting from. <laughs> The movies he's been in. From the music. And the music. The original score from Ghost Rider 2. I don't know if there's anything on this menu that is dignified enough for Nick Cage to Ooh, eat. Ooh, what do you got? Do they have like duck or something? He, I think he thinks it's dignified when it's the no, least dignified ducks, animal. I was going to say. Yeah. They like rape each other. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Menu. <laughs> Bestia. 
marinated marinated olives. <laughs> olives do not bang in a way. They don't that bang is in a way dignified. that's dignified. <laughs> beef tartare. I know he doesn't eat beef. Right. Okay. Peruvian scallops. Scallops are probably fine. Ew. Ew. Meyer lemon cream, strawberries, rosemary, chili oil, basil, and sesame. What's wrong with that? Scallops. Yeah. Strawberries yeah. and and shellfish. Yeah. Sorry, I just screamed that. <laughs> Pan roasted chicken gizzards. Ew. Pizza. He probably ordered pizza. You think Nicolas Cage goes to a a swanky restaurant? This in isn't East swanky. LA? It only is two dollar signs. You think Nicolas Cage goes to a food truck in East LA? <laughs> And orders gizzards or orders pizza. He's definitely ordering gizzards. All right. I think he ordered the lamb ragu with brown butter and mint. Wow. All right. Write in. Let us know what you think. Yeah, look, up Cage the, look up the Bestia downtown LA menu and let me know what you think Nick Cage ordered. <laughs> so I don't think I even Sorry, do you think Nick, do you think Nick Cage like yeah. orders dessert when he goes out? These days, no, no, because I think he's trimmed down a little bit in the last few years. Yeah. And so you don't I think, think he's like, treat yourself? Maybe he has a cheat day every once in a while, but I don't think it's very often. He's a 65-year-old man. He can't, you know, he can't treat himself too often. Damn. And I think he's trimmed. Like I said, I think he's trimmed down. He's looking a little pudgy in this movie. When I'm a 65-year-old man, I'm still going to treat myself. Well, yeah, but you're presumably not going to be a movie star. <laughs> You don't know that. Let's I don't know see that. If this podcast takes off. Hey, <laughs> you never know. This we is can... my uh, entry into into the film industry. Ooh, okay. Even though this is an audio format, and my voice is not good. The first podcast <laughs> to ever win an Academy Award. <laughs> oh my god, are we going to be egots? Yes, we're going to submit it for Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, and Tonys. <laughs> Grammy makes sense. No, that that one I think makes the least amount of sense. <laughs> All right, what what primal is this movie about? <laughs> yeah, twenty nineteen. The movie is primal. Nicholas Nicholas Cage is trapped on a boat. He is a rare animal hunter and wrangler. He's trapped on a boat with not only dangerous rare animals but also a killer on the loose. Da, da, da. So the hunter becomes the hunter becomes the hunted. <laughs> something along those lines it's a little blurry like i said i think the idea is great but the execution sort of falls over a little bit for some very specific reasons i could agree with that but before we get into the movie nick cage scene by nick cage scene hannah's gonna go through some background information typically starting with some numbers on this movie so what do you got for us this weekend yeah i don't have a ton primal came out in 2019 Mm -hmm. Um, It is our second to last 2019 movie. Thank God. So the end of an era. Mm -hmm. It had a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb and a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't easily find the budget or the box office. That's all right. So (laughs) there's that. (laughs) It was produced by a guy named Dan Grodnick. Okay. Who produced the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say National Treasure. I was about to lose my no, shit. No, 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 That was... Uh... Brookheimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And mm. Turtle Tob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys. Not Grodnick. No, no, no. So he first optioned a script for Primal in 1995. Whoa. And it took 22 more years to get made. I guess it was filmed in 2017 in Puerto Rico. Wow. Okay. Not in Colombia. As we suspected since the last three or two Nicolas Cage movies were filmed in Colombia. 
And we think that he just hung out in Colombia until all of his work was done. Here's here's my next here's my running theory now. He He just made his way north. <laughs> yeah. He, they filmed on Next an, one will be in Texas. They filmed on an actual boat. And he said, "Well, if I'm going to be taking a boat from Colombia back to the US, I'm making a movie along the way." Just Man. squeezing it in. Honestly, that makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more that makes sense more than, sense anything than it movie. being than anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's Dan Grodnick filmed in Puerto Rico. This was directed by a guy named Nick Powell. Okay. Who is only known for doing stunt coordination. This is okay. his first venture into film Ooh, direction. Really? Uh from what I could tell, yes. So that's a that's becoming a fairly common theme lately, actually, is that stunt coordinators and stunt doubles become directors and a lot of times they're very successful because they know how to frame an action shot. Yeah. So that, you know, their stunt performers don't get hurt and that it creates the most dynamic tension. I however do recall you saying to me verbatim while watching this movie that yeah. Hannah that is the worst fight scene I've ever seen committed to film. Yes, I I did we'll say get that. To that one. We'll get to that. That is a horrible. It's, it's well, terrible. he's a stunt coordinator. So do you have a do you have beef? <laughs> I you think beef is an accurate description of what I've got with your father, uh, Nicholas Powell? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd say the stunts are good, or the fight scene, like the fight scene sucks. It's bad fighting. But it's also doesn't make sense with the story. Nick Cage is like an animal big game hunter mm-hmm. and he's going up against this elite assassin. Yeah. The the fist fight should last like two seconds. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it lasts like a full minute and it's them just wildly swinging at each other. We'll get to it. Looking forward to it. Okay. <laughs> this movie was originally titled Persona Non Grata. And they changed it. Um, Lionsgate thought it was far too difficult to market, and they renamed it to be Primal. I don't remember any marketing for this movie, though. <laughs> no, me neither. It was first released in Portugal and then released in the United States in November of 2019. Mm. I read a review, and it said mm. that this movie is like Jumanji, but with less family-friendly content and more grunting. Yeah. Well... It the CGI <laughs> reminded me of Jumanji, which came out like twenty years prior. Yeah, so it's really shitty. <laughs> Do you agree with that statement? There was I a mean, lot of grunting. So I mean, no. Rob, Robin Williams carries a movie much more charmingly than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> well, does. yeah, because this yeah. has less family friendly content. Yeah, but even still, uh, this like, didn't have any like spirit or it had no spirit or love. <laughs> There was no care in this movie. No. I, like, I think it's because the movie was written so many years ago and it took so long to produce and film that, that could be. people just got tired and you can see it. Yeah, I also like, I can't remember specifically what movie or what series of movies it has been, but I've seen I've seen this movie before just in many different iterations. Yeah. It's that it, there's yeah. nothing unique about this. Yeah, it's the the hunter becomes the hunted, but then they add another layer of becomes the hunter again. <laughs> uh huh. But so it's like, yeah, you've seen it before. I don't I, know. I felt like watching this movie. I was like, I've seen this, even yeah. though I haven't. Yeah. Which isn't a feeling that you usually want to have. 
you want everything to feel like brand new. Right. Like when you ca- watch a movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, for, you know, it, it might not have been the perfect movie, but we liked like Color Out of Space, for example. Yeah, it, it was, was different. Different. Yeah. And when you're watching 100 oh Nicolas Cage movies, you want them all to feel unique and different. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, this one just didn't do that for yeah, us. Yeah. It didn't remind me of any other Nicolas Cage no, movie. No, 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 no. But it, it just reminded it me of That's a bunch fair. of others. Yeah. Well, whereas many Nicolas Cage movies remind me of other Nicolas Cage movies. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and then they there was a, a big hurricane in Puerto Rico in 2017, 2018, if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, so production was like halted a few times by wow. that and i'm sure that that drove up the the budget as well because it took like twice as long to film because every wednesday there was like a catastrophe Ugh, that sucks yeah it's brutal um i watched an interview i could not find one of nick he didn't really promote this but i watched one of la monica garrett who he was the general oh like the commander yeah like the big buff Bald, yeah, the bald black guy. dude yeah the black guy <laughs> um he i watched an interview with him and he said about nicholas cage he said he's a working actor to the truest sense because <laughs> he yeah, never he stops to. right yeah um he said he's a great dude super professional he's been around forever which is like obvious from like how professional he is and it's just i'm really in awe watching him work and working with this guy yeah so yeah. i mean everyone always says great things to say other than kathleen, kathleen turner, turner from peggy zoo so nick is just a, a stand-up guy and a and a true professional wow so uh in that along that path a little different since we're not really talking about his professional career here but um Last week in the past few episodes, we've talked about this New York Times magazine article where Nicolas Cage was interviewed in 2019 on his acting styles, his search for the Holy Grail. Um, Super fun article. Highly recommend. Oh, 100%. But we are nearing the end of it. I'm going to save the last few questions for next week. Mm. Um, But last week... Or last episode, I don't remember when we when we recorded it or released it. <laughs> yeah, we've been going on like a Thursday schedule. We sort of pivoted from like a Sunday schedule to a Thursday. Yeah. So so the last time we recorded, I <laughs> I relayed this little fact about Nick Cage that he has not done therapy for at least twenty years. Oh um, right, because it would because damage his instrument. No. Because he thought that he was more interesting That's true. That's than the right. therapist. That's right. So the next question the interviewer asks is, well, you've been able to stay introspective, though, despite not doing therapy. How have mm-hmm. you been able to do that? And he said that he studied a lot of philosophy, which, like, of course. And then he mm-hmm. names, like, a bunch of philosophers that make me feel uneducated because I don't know who half of them are. They could also Dion Fortune. Do you know who that is? Some of them could just be like his buddies, or like, or like Dion Fortune is probably like his neighbor, or like a psychic that's like on the Hollywood Boulevard strip or something. (laughs) Just like, just like, come in for a palm reading, and he goes in. Dion Fortune. I am Dion Fortune. You have great fortune in your future. Oh my god. That's I don't know. So he's funny. probably some really well known. You're so right. No, but. no, he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely on Hollywood Boulevard. Just like <laughs> with like a light outside the door that says open. Yeah, and like <laughs> palm readings and crystal balls and twenty dollars like an hour. Yeah, yeah, right. Twenty dollars for a reading. <laughs> he said there was a time when I was at a crossroads. 
I think that I would have been perfectly happy just meditating and reading and thinking and contemplating and what we're all doing here. But you can't do that as a film star. It was too much of a challenge. I, he said, I didn't want to do the taking of Pelham 123 with Denzel Washington simply because Sony Hmm. Pictures had a script where I had to shoot Denzel's character in the back. Huh. I don't know what this has to do with staying introspective. Okay. (laughs) Remember the question is, you've been able to stay introspective. And he's like, I studied philosophy, but that was too hard for me. And I didn't want to make this movie because I had to shoot someone in the back. What? Okay, where, where are you going with this? He said, I didn't want to do that. I didn't jibe with where I was in terms of my life of contemplation. I became out of the Hollywood element and started living a life of introspection. And if that doesn't work, and that doesn't work for you if you want to be a film actor. I don't know what that, I don't know what any of that means. But he's definitely. He's still a film actor. He's he, high when he's doing this. He's also definitely shot someone in the back in a movie before, right? He's definitely played asshole yeah. characters. Yes. Who have no remorse. Yeah. He's played villains many times. For he's sure. a cop or a criminal. Yeah. I mean, he's um, not always a criminal with a heart of gold. Sometimes he's no. just a criminal, right? Yeah. I'm racking like, my brain. I mean, now there's like 90 movies that I can't off. even think of. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess in that movie, he was playing the good guy playing himself. Yeah, but he's played the bad guy first. That's true. Yeah. God, also, like, any of the ones where he is a <laughs> deadfall character. Oh my god! Yeah, Deadfall is character in Deadfall. Yeah, the and then worst. the other one that he plays the same guy. Oh man! Oh god! I don't remember the name. And then of the that one movie. where he bench presses strippers. Like he he's yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. good guy all the time. So death. I don't know what he's talking about here. Huh? Whatever. Whatever. So he stays introspective by reading philosophy by studying philosophy and reading, but sometimes that's too much for him because he still needs to be in the light. But then sometimes he can't be in the light because that's also too much for him. So that's how he stays introspective. And that doesn't make any fucking sense. Cool. Great, dude. (laughs) So does that make sense to you? I mean, I guess I've sort of come to predict the unpredictable with Nicolas Cage. He's he's predictably unpredictable. He's predictably unpredictable. Which is predictable. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you ask him a question of, you know what are you, what are your life's philosophies? It wouldn't surprise me if he said, "I have no life's philosophies. I march to the beat of my own drum." Or it also wouldn't surprise me if he goes like, "Well, I really am a big fan of the philosophy of Dion the Great and <laughs> Shawar- and Shawarma the Fortunate." And just like, okay, I don't know who that Shawarma. is. <laughs> meat. <laughs> it's just like meat. It's just, I see. I mean, the other ones are like Nietzsche and others. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then that also wouldn't surprise me. It's like, what are some of flo- of the philosophies that you, uh, you know, subscribe to? And he, he's like Plato and Aristotle no, he and didn't Nietzsche. Mention them. No. Um, no. What I think is annoying is that he kind of answered the question and then he went totally off the rails and then like tried to make it seem like he was bringing it back to the question but i have a feeling that he forgot what the question was oh, and just sure. was like oh yeah this one time i was supposed to make a movie with Den- zell washington and i was like nah bro i'm not gonna do that and that's why i'm introspective <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just wanted to name drop denzel he also was like it's like you're writing an essay and you need to fill 
500 words and you only have 50 so you tell a story in the middle and you try and make some type of comparison back to the to the theme of the essay yeah yeah here's a little (laughs) tip for all the students out there when a teacher or someone says 500 word essay they're not counting the words it's about 250 words, double space, Times New Roman, 12 font per page. So just two-page essay is what they're looking for. Little little tip. Thanks. I don't, I don't know if anybody was, if anybody didn't. I didn't know that until I got into, like, college, and I was also, pissed. I would not expect that too many of our listeners are still writing 500-word essays. Well, they better not. It's a school night. You should be in bed by now. <laughs> Go to sleep, kids. <laughs> They're listening to us on the school bus on their on their way <laughs> on their way to school with their little lunch boxes with the Power Rangers Yo, on. Yo, they're cool then. Listening to a podcast on their way to school. Our podcast. Hell yeah! Specifically. What, 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 what are you listening to? Any music? Nah. Um, listen like, to through Nick and Thin. What's this, that? Yeah. Oh, it's this couple. They uh, they're watching all the Nick Cage movies. Nobody listens. I'm like one. Of, I'm like twenty percent really, of their fan base. They're really comical. <laughs> they're they're it's they're they really inspire me. <laughs> they're really boring, but like it's funny how boring they are, and it's like really ironic. That There's really nothing it. interesting about them. I just think that it makes me more interesting <laughs> by listening. It to makes it. me interesting by listening to this thing that nobody else listens to um i'm really hipster for it yeah are kids hipster anymore i don't think so probably right? not they're yeah. on tiktok yeah yeah <laughs> just like doing voiceovers <laughs> one minute voiceovers of clips of our show on tiktok as they do a silly little dance in far too few clothing <laughs> far too few far clothing. too little clothing sorry far too few clothes or far too little clothing all right let's get on with, with this with this bitch all right let's get on with this bitch which <laughs> is to say let's go through this movie nicholas cage seed by nicholas cage seed the movie is <laughs> primal what are you laughing about currently <laughs> this movie you like translated let's get on with this bitch which is to say let's <laughs> go through say, this movie i speak fluent hannah <laughs> The movie opens up on an introspective Nicolas Cage sitting in a tree, (laughs) K-I-S-S-I-N-G, a real estate magazine. For some reason, he's reading a real estate magazine I had written down. That never comes back. It never comes back up. But he's got a little bit of a gut. He's a little bit out of shape. He's got his thinning hair, of course, and and like a really sort of just like dirty five o'clock shadow kind of beard. Mm -hmm. It's not that full luscious beard that we saw on that runway. Runway red carpet event <laughs> he's just stro- strolling down the runway uh, fucking fashion week um, so in new orleans fashion week. new orleans fashion in puerto rico fashion uh, that could actually exist i have no idea yeah, I'm sure there is. but vegas fashion week yeah yeah so he's got one of those indiana jones hats that's like i guess yeah. that's technically a he's fedora in the jungle he's in the jungle and uh, you had mentioned that he's doing like an Elvis lip. He's like kind yeah, of purses his lips a little bit. Yeah. One, one to the side. Mm. When he spots his prey, a mythical white jaguar. Who Looking f- real mythical because damn that CGI. <laughs> CGI is pretty bad. If it is very, it is very Jumanji. Like go back to Jumanji and look at the lions or tigers in Jumanji, and mm-hmm. it's that. Mm-hmm. There are monkeys later in this movie that are very reminiscent of the monkeys in Jumanji, and the monkeys in Jumanji are terrible. Aren't the snakes pretty bad too? The snakes are fine, I guess. In in this, they're okay. They don't have moving limbs, so I guess it's easier to animate. But I feel like I've never seen a really good CGI snake before. 
But I don't tend to watch a lot of things with CGI snakes in them. Yeah, it's also hard to tell when, you when know. When you're shutting your eyes immediately. <laughs> well, yeah. But also, like, if it's a really good CGI snake, it's hard to tell if it's CGI or if it's real. Because a lot of times they'll just have a wrangler on set. <laughs> I mean, depending on the, what the scene calls for. This is for. why I can't go into film business. Or, you know, you can also have maybe even an animatronic or a puppet type thing for some of the larger ones, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks your pretty sister real. got like a blow-up snake for her pool and mm. i was like i can't go near that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she hannah's been talking about it ever since <laughs> <laughs> every night i have a nightmare about it yeah exactly so the white jaguar shows up falls into one of nicholas cage's traps but also sort of uh, nicholas cage's platform he's on in his tree also sort of collapses and they have a bit of a tussle but Nick Cage, the boy, is able to get a tranquilizer dart into the mythical white jaguar. And Nick is very happy about this. He heads back to this small Brazilian town, we learn. It's a Brazilian town. Where he meets up with his driver, who says... The driver says he will not go with him after Nicolas Cage screams at him. Vamanos, amigo. We got a boat to catch. Uh, so, apparently... He says, yeah. Yeah continue yeah so i thought you were going to just brush right past it yeah so after he goes vamanos amigo um the guy goes like well you've caught a mythical creature that's been terrorizing our town and eating our children and we've decided to start giving it sacrifices and you caught it and captured it and want to take it to a zoo but i won't go with you (laughs) (laughs) i think they just needed a reason like i don't know like again it's i feel like it's just a lot of parts of this movie are poorly executed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's fairly interesting that this town has this mythical creature that they had given sacrifices to, but why wouldn't right. the guy go with him? And then also for the rest of the movie, it just acts like a regular tiger. Yeah, I mean... Or jaguar or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And which is like somewhat it's not to like be expected, I guess. spiteful toward children or anything like well, that. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I guess you're right, yeah. Like there is a child on the boat and it acts the oh, same we'll way that. about the child as it does about every other human. Yeah. Like it's just a hungry jaguar at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, prey is prey for this thing. Um, and so Nick Cage is very excited because there's only ever been one white jaguar ever spotted in in nature and he captured it so he's gonna make a fortune off this thing uh also there's another scream in this scene when he's talking to the to the driver we learn that nicholas cage essentially has this parrot that follows him around the world uh and they have a little back and forth him and the parrot but the parrot like swoops down and steals some of nick cage's food and he screams at him hey are you kidding me man get out of there it's kind of a fun quirky relationship he has with his parrot friend yeah there's another scene with the parrot i guess i'll talk about later and another problem that i have with this movie <laughs> that I, I don't know i guess i'll I'll get into it in not the next scene but the scene after and the next scene's very sort of brief but i know you hated it where nick cage is at the docks he's catching his boat he's got not just the jaguar but like i said he's got monkeys he's got snakes he's got birds uh exotic birds and yeah. and he goes up to the boat and they're loading everything onto the boat and everything's great and then like these guys in suits and these soldiers all show up in these like pristine black cars and they pull up in like a triangular formation. I was going to say, like they roll in in the most like choreographed fashion. It's like choreographed. <laughs> and then they all open their doors at the same it's time. so frustrating. And like 30 soldiers pour out. Uh, this guy, let me find his name. People might know this guy. 
Michael Imperioli. He's known for uh, The Sopranos. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, he he's like this government suit. Uh, Famke Jansen rolls out of the cars too, who you might know from the X Men movies or the Taken movies. She's the wife in the Taken movies, and Jean Grey in the X Men movies. And uh, and then like you mentioned a, a commander and stuff, and they're they're like, we're La Monica Garrett. La Monica Garrett. Thank you. They're like, we're transporting a highly dangerous criminal. His name is, I forget his name, Walsh or something. I think that's Nick Cage's name. It's not important. Yeah, and he has seizures when he's airborne, so he needs to be transported on this cargo ship. Yeah, and so Nick Cage is just like spending this whole scene at the docks just flipping people off. And he, it, somebody does try to take a peek at the white jaguar and he screams at them. Take it easy with my cat! Which is... My cat. My cat! Which, of course, anytime Nicolas Cage screams the word cat reminds one of the scene from Community where Abed impersonates oh Nicolas God. Cage like, I'm a cat. I'm a sexy little cat. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Great scene. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so anyway, they all get onto the boat and they're in the mess hall. They're all having dinner. Slop. They're all having their slop. It's actually not slop. It's they, they have chefs on board who are very passionate about their work. <laughs> It's, you know, rice and beans. It's like and half of the movie thing. describing uh, the culinary masterpiece. <laughs> and, honest, well, and honestly, might as well be. <laughs> but it's this scene where we just get exposition after exposition after exposition. It's just Nicolas Cage being like, so who the hell are you guys? And they're like, well, we're from the government. We're here to catch the criminal. We're here like, to transport Who the is criminal? this criminal anyway? Well, he was a special agent. And he turned bad, and we thought, well, maybe we could turn him good. So we trained him more, and he's an elite assassin. And so we trained him more, but then he turned extra bad, and now he's even more bad. <laughs> so what are you doing, and why? how did you catch him? Well, the local authorities picked him up, and they only gave us six hours to take him off their hands. Otherwise, they were going to set him free. So, you know, here we are on this boat. Well, why not fly him? And then Famke Jansen jumps in well you know he's got seizures if he changes altitude and he was just up in the mountains and now he's down in a boat so and i'm here i'm to, a doctor i'm a doctor I'm here to monitor his condition i'm gonna monitor his condition and what about you nicholas cage well i capture exotic animals and i sell them to zoos and well that sounds very interesting my father worked in a zoo i think i know your father Framka jansen that's literally the that's that is Almost verbatim it's how like, the scene goes. Uh, and they're, it's just, they're explaining uh-huh. like something that could have been shown to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's not even really that important. No, 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 none of that matters. We get it. We get it. There's a white jaguar on board. There <laughs> is a criminal on board. all know what's going to happen. There's I, a criminal. Yeah, come on. Please. I, I called it immediately. I, know. <laughs> I was like, the criminal's going to escape. He's got some like welded together jail cell. Yeah. And it, he's going to let the animals let free. The animals and then they free. are going to cause chaos upon the ship. And, and what happens? Exactly that. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned before the criminal ex- escapes, you had you had mentioned that you wanted me to call out what could be the worst scene in the movie where Nicolas Cage goes, I have to go feed my animals. And he takes a whole bunch of food down to his animals. <sighs> and then the kid shows... There's just a kid on board? Yeah, he's with, like the... Maybe he's captain's the captain's kid, right? Maybe he's the captain's son. I yeah, don't know. I think he is. That's so, why he was like so Yeah. Like clinging to him. Yeah. But like again and then again it's just another scene where it's Nick just Cage a is bad like bad kid actor. But Nick Cage is like, 
this here is an exotic bird. This here are some exotic monkeys. You know, you can't you can't separate the mother and the di- and the baby monkey. Or and this is a tear your skin off. Yeah, this is a, yeah, right. <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> this is a this is a white jaguar. No one's ever seen one before, and I got it. And so the zoo's gonna pay me millions when they were only gonna pay me fifty thousand. And this is my pet parrot. He follows me all around, and whenever I show a gun, he goes stick him up because that's what the gun noise. That's what that's gonna come in later in the movie, kid. You're just gonna have to fucking deal with it. And like they just explain everything. Brutal. Just so many breadcrumbs. Oh my god! Like millions of breadcrumbs. It's not even bread. It's it's leaving a trail of, of loaves like of bread, left. and like a big just slices arrow. of Wonder Bread. Just a big arrow pointing to whatever, to the gingerbread house or whatever it was in that Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, you're right. You're right. God. <laughs> loaves of bread. Why is there a kid? In the shape of an arrow. They're like, hey, listen, you know, we got the U.S. government is transporting the world's most dangerous assassin. It's because this is a Jumanji that's less family friendly and with more grunting, so you need a child. And Nicolas Cage is like, I've got a fucking jungle cat. Let's bring a 12-year-old. Stupid. Well, to be fair, the jungle cat doesn't care how old the person is. That's true, I guess. It's not like kids taste better. No. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, ask the next jungle cat you see. I do like veal. Um, oh my God. <laughs> ask Nick, the next Nick. jungle cat you see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't think Nicky. I don't think Nick. Nick eats veal, and I don't think they had any on the menu at Bestia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. So after this scene, Nick Cage is seen just drunken just getting absolutely blitzed drunk with some of the crew. and we've seen him play drunk so many times and this is by far i think his worst drunk performance his drunk it's performances so get worse and worse in. yeah it's like whoa i'm drunk yeah. hey fam good jansen i'm yeah. a drunk nicholas gage <laughs> He runs into, he does he does that precisely and he runs into Famke Jansen and he's sweating and he's just he can't even maintain eye contact his lip is like twitching and he runs into arguably an attractive older woman in Famke Jansen and they play this music bed of like and I was gonna say it's like really like romantic and it's like oh I never saw this side of you before it's like, it's like you just disgusting. fucking met too also like I feel like the little like you know arguments that they have back and forth like oh the God. quarrels and the quibbles that they have back and forth would be like between people who have known each other for a long time these two just met yeah and it, and for like some reason the relationship feels like they've been a married couple for 30 years yeah inexplicably <laughs> also i think we need to point out the obvious which is that famka jansen is the only woman in this movie yep and she does almost nothing throughout and the she's entire useless and she's bad way going yeah oh my god it's brutal it's, it's a terrible <laughs> way but like you've got you've got a veteran of like x-men and taken she knows how to do action presumably yeah like why not use her um i don't know she's like the doctor She's like a piece of meat for the jaguar to hunt. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So, as I mentioned, or as Hannah may have mentioned, predictably, the criminal escapes. Exactly. Fakes a seizure, 
bites some guy's hand off. Yeah. Steals a gun, shoots someone else. Shoots people, gets and then makes his way into like the the zoo. (laughs) Yeah, and he sets all the animals free. He sets the dangerous animals free in particular. The monkeys. The the... monkeys. Yeah, he doesn't set any of the birds free. (laughs) No, no. The monkeys, two snakes, the jaguar, and yes. Right? Uh yeah, the monkeys, the two snakes, and the and the white jaguar. Yeah. Yeah. Um we should mention all the uh as well that this is uh the criminal is played by Kevin Durand, uh who I I actually thought he was great he was in this movie. Yeah. Super fucking creepy. Oh yeah. He's he's great. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I he was in He's got crazy eyes. Oh, for sure. He he was in <laughs> I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and right after Primal, he did a bunch of voices for Scooby-Doo. What? <laughs> I don't know. Just like a voice actor, I guess. He was the caretaker and real estate agent or something like that. But anyway. Okay. But so I, I recognized him. He was in a pretty bad... He was, again, an, an X-Men connection. He was in a, mm. probably the worst X-Men movie, but I'm pretty sure he was in... Yeah, he was in Lost uh, as well. So he, he's... He's known as being like this sort of assassin soldier tough guy. He's that's the character he's played in pretty much everything. Gotcha. But he's great, Kevin Durant. Yeah, he. I'm trying to think of like what movie would have had a character similar to that that reminded me. I mean, like mm-hmm. in some ways, I don't want to compare him to like Anthony Hopkins, the great Anthony Hopkins. Oh my goodness! But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a similar like creepiness to. <laughs> Why like, am I blanking on this character? Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely had a creepy face and a creepy smile and he said creepy things mm-hmm. and he he was good. He, like, he was good. bit someone's hand off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Shit so like that. He's good. So they realize that oh my god, the criminals escaped. He let all the animals free. So everybody wow. get to a safe everybody get to a safe house or to a safe room. Yeah. And, and there's only one in the entire ship. One what? Just only Safe one room. room that only has one door in and out. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Which is fine. I, I that I wasn't that upset about. But <laughs> whatever. What I was upset about was that they're like, oh, I'm I'm hungry, so they let the chefs go. Also, what I was upset uh-huh. about was the fact that I feel like the director wanted us to be like experts on the layout and like whatever like locations of all the rooms in the ship yeah i don't know if he if he wanted us to be an expert or or if he just used it to his advantage because it's like every time somebody thinks they've got a shot at the criminal or a shot at like the jaguar it inexplicably escapes down a stairwell we had never seen before right you know it's like oh no they got away because there's like and then i I feel like i mean they just showed so many rooms in like a consecutive order that i felt like the director wanted us to be like okay well i know if you go through this room you can make it into like the the kitchen and then from there you can get down to the engine room and like yeah. shit like that yeah it's not like it's one of like, those it doesn't matter yeah this isn't the titanic no <laughs> yeah that's true yeah it's, <laughs> and it's also not like one of those home invasion movies or something where it's like oh remember they showed that knife in the kitchen earlier right. you know it's like like what the is stuff this they showed room? yeah the stuff they showed were like the animals earlier mm-hmm. and a uh, lifeboat earlier mm-hmm you know, things that actually matter, not the location 
or the like proximity of the engine room to the kitchen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, does it take five full minutes to run from the uh, kitchen to the engine room? It's inconsequential. It, sh- it should never matter. Like uh-huh. I said, this is not the Titanic. No. The ship's not going down. <laughs> not yet. Not that. Well, not ever. Yeah, it doesn't ever. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So one by one, all of the people in this safe room find reasons to leave the safe room. Yeah. Like the chefs are like, we got to go make food for people. And then they get got by monkeys. Um, the captain's like, I need to go steer the ship. And he gets got by one of the snakes. And all the soldiers are like, we're going to go look for the criminal. And they get got by the criminal. Um, Nicholas Cage eventually just kind of goes rogue and is like, I'm taking a gun and a radio and I, I gotta go check on my animals. I gotta go check on my animals. Big animal lover, this guy, even though he's gonna sell them off to the highest bidder. Uh, he's, I mean, he wants to make sure that they're alive and he gets his money for them. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. At a certain point, I'd be like, hey, I just kind of want to live through this. Mm, but this is his livelihood. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's his I reputation. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the zoo would be understanding that a, like, international killer was on the loose. <laughs> yeah, you would hope so, right? <laughs> but they're not, they're still not going to pay you if you don't deliver. No, I no, guess, of so. course not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, there's just a whole bunch of really just yelling and Nicolas Cage trying to wrangle animals and, mm-hmm. pe- and people chasing after the white jaguar because that's also on the loose. There is a great line where Nicolas Cage says, you kill my cat. I'll blow your head off. Mm. Nicholas Cage and Famke Jansen argue about what it is to be good. Are you a good man? Are you a good person? See what mean? I mean? It's like conversations Ugh. like this that make you feel like they didn't just meet at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He eventually runs into his parrot who goes like, stick him up. And he's like, oh, I guess the criminal's around. And he grabs two guns. Like, again, obvious because... we. He didn't have to explain it earlier, but anyhow. Mm -hmm. So he runs into the criminal and decides to, like, not shoot him right away. Like, shoot him in the fucking face. This always fucking happens in movies. I don't understand why nobody ever pulls a trigger. If you see a criminal, you shoot him immediately. Right. Or if you... My sage advice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you see a criminal, shoot him immediately. That's that's a little... Maybe up for interpretation. Uh, If you see this criminal... You shoot him immediately. <laughs> Don't shoot Kevin Durant if you see him in, in, no, in real life. No, not the actor. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, in this scenario, In this you scenario, absolutely... if you saw him, you should shoot him on sight. That's what all of the commandos are saying. All of the dudes <laughs> with the guns and the bulletproof vests are like, shoot him on sight. The government guy, the guy from uh, fucking, not Godfather, not Scarface, not... Sopranos, the Sopranos. The guy from the Sopranos mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. we need him alive so that he can be tried. Yeah. Which who cares? Who cares? At that point. Right. It's like he's evil. <laughs> right. So Nicolas Cage decides to like lead the criminal, I guess, somewhere where he comes face to face with the white jaguar, and then the fucking kid comes out of nowhere. And Nicolas Cage, he's got a the gun. He drops the gun. And he's got a tranquilizer gun left. So who do you shoot? Do you shoot the jaguar? Or do you shoot the criminal? And he shoots the criminal and saves the kid from the jaguar because the jaguar just misses. I don't know. And runs away. It, I don't know. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, the he, criminal I, the didn't criminal get tranquilized. Didn't get tranquilized. Yeah. So he escapes again. Yeah. So there's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where the commander decides to go to one of the only life rafts 
on the boat yeah. and decides to shoot it so that the criminal can't escape. And Nicolas Cage screams, What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Pretty standard stuff there. Yeah. Um, it's revealed that Nicolas Cage is shipping the animals illegally. Again, we, we knew this. Yeah. Please. And then, okay, here comes the scene. So Nicolas Cage runs into the criminal again. The criminal has a has like a machine gun in his hand. He's got like an assault rifle in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I guess at some point, Nicolas Cage in their previous altercation stole a map that was very crucial for this criminal. I don't understand nautical maps. <laughs> right. So maybe. Right. And I, don't, I also don't understand like how they're that vital like he needs this map this criminal so he the criminal did a maneuver where he took like oh he he took out like a protractor yeah well so what he did was he took out the steering mechanisms in the boat so now the boat is just doing a doing circles in the middle of the ocean and he wants to take a life raft and a nautical map and take that to like a deserted island right so he took a protractor uh, yes and reconfigured yeah. the path i guess on the nautical map yeah which to be fair the i guess if you're spinning in circles and you get off on a lifeboat and you want to start paddling toward an island you are not going to know what direction you're in yeah other than yeah. the sun's location which so I, maybe you yeah. need a nautical map but it's also like how well is that going to do for you if you don't have radar? Yeah, and like you're the world's m- most intelligent criminal. Right. Ha- like it relies really need, on one piece of paper. You need that. Yeah. With your like rough calculations. Yeah. Yeah. Back of the <laughs> little literal back of the envelope. The napkin, yeah. Like... Back of the napkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is where they know. have what I can only describe the worst <laughs> fight, fist fight. Fist fight ever committed to film <laughs> it's brutal they're just barely hitting each other they're throwing these really big slow punches and kicks and at one point the criminal is using his gun to like hit nicholas cage instead with him. of just shooting just him. clip him in the leg or something you know or just kill him this or, he's a killer right what is he keeping nick alive for you could just like kill everyone on the boat. He sh- should have. And he's killed 90% of the people he on the boat. He should have this just, this is, was his downfall. He should have just killed everyone on the boat. He should have just killed everyone. And he easily could have done it because he very easily killed the 90%. And it's this like remaining 10% that he's just like clearly struggling with for no reason. For no reason. He's struggling like with the only guy who's not military with, trained. Yeah. And then with the woman and with the kid. Yeah. <laughs> who are unarmed. Right. <laughs> Because there, they're both useless. Yeah. There is another actor. So as good as Kevin Durand is in this movie, there's another actor. The <laughs> old man who runs the engine room might be the worst actor I've seen in a long time. Like, the kid's not great, but he's a kid, so I'll give him some leeway. Yeah, this guy sucks. This guy's terrible. So there's two guys <laughs> in the engine room, and he's just this old man who just cannot deliver a line, <laughs> believably. And then there's this kind of younger, uh, more Jack dude named Jerome, and I love Jerome. He had like he one line. He had like one line, but he like at least held his own with a wrench against this yeah. this criminal, which I thought was a fun scene. Yeah, that was a, was a much cool better. Scene. That was fight a better scene. fight scene. So let's but thank the stunt coordinator director for that one. Fucking hell! This this fight was the worst. It was brutal. I think that fight to me was worse than like the cgi in this movie i'll i'll yeah. forgive cgi but if a stunt coordinator was yeah, the director uh, when i found that out i was like well that's unforgivable <laughs> yeah yeah 
100%. So, at this point, the uh, assassin criminal guy defeats Nicolas Cage in hand-to-hand combat after like five full minutes and starts dragging Nicolas Cage to tie him up in a, in a uh, one of his cages in to hold that holds one of the animals so that he can intimidate him so that he'll get the map. Uh, the government guy and one of the soldiers sees this criminal dragging Nicolas Cage down a hallway and the the soldier's like, I got a clear shot, I'm taking it. And the government guy from fucking Sopranos kills him, kills the soldier, doesn't kill the criminal yeah. because he needs him alive. So there's something else going on here. So Nicolas Cage is tied up in his own cage, very meta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that the hunter he, becomes the hunted. And then, he, yeah, um, it becomes the hunter again. But because he's also looking for this criminal and the white jaguar. But so he's tied up and he gets intimidated by this criminal and he's like, I'll never tell you where I put the map. And then the criminal starts shooting all the rare birds. He's like, okay, fine. It's, I threw it lazily on top of a desk in a room. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, I could have looked there if I had just killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> The government guy shows up and frees Nick Cage. So now who we've got left, hand? We've got Famke Jansen, Nicolas Cage, the government guy, the, the terrible kid. actor engine room guy, the kid, and the captain who's still hanging on for dear life. Even he got though, bit by a snake. Like the most poisonous snake in the world. Nick Cage is like, he'll be dead in 20 minutes. And he it's been like an hour. We think. We don't know how time works on this ship. <laughs> Maybe they're in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it is a like, spiritual tiger. It is, it is a mythical animal. Yeah, yeah, it is. So Nicolas Cage decides, you know what? Enough is, oh, I'm sorry, enough is enough. And he grabs a compound, he grabs a compound bow to try to, to hunt this criminal using Famke Jansen as bait. He's like, can you go make a whole bunch of noise? And what's the poison or whatever? Oh, I forget. It's like some local Brazilian poison yeah. that he puts in blow darts to like make people get all sleepy. He uses it on monkeys earlier when the monkeys escaped. Like It's like a sedation technique. Yeah, yeah. So Famke Jansen uh, is the bait. Where is she from? Um, I want to like say Sweden like a, a yeah, like a Nordic, like a Nordic country. country. Yeah, Jansen. Yeah, yeah. So before they can adequately use Famke Jansen as bait, or I guess I, may, maybe this is the plan all along, but the criminal captures Famke Jansen. Nick Cage has got a bow pointed at the criminal, and then the government guy shows up out of nowhere and points a gun at Nicolas Cage, and then they launch into more fucking exposition. Just like a standoff with exposition. The criminal is just like, I knew he was NSA. He's a he's a bad agent. I knew it all along. And he's like, don't listen to this guy. He's he's a bad guy. You need to you need to. We need him alive. We needs what? to be tried. Don't hurt me. I'm Fab Jansen. I've done nothing in this movie. I don't know who to. I got a bow. <laughs> like it's just like and it's why why are we why are we still doing this? Everybody gets a piece of everybody in this little standoff. I think the I think the government guy gets shot dead. Um, and, and Nick Cage does get a, a, an arrow through the guy's, through the criminal's shoulder. And, and he also gets clipped, Nick Cage gets clipped in the leg. So the criminal at this point has Famke Jansen. ties a little boy. And the, grabs a little boy, ties him up. And he goes on the, like the PA or the radio and he goes, all right, Nick Cage, if you don't, you know, turn yourself in or, or, you know, if you don't, tell me where the last life raft is or tell me what you did with the map or some shit. 
I'm going to start killing these two. You know, the little boy and the only girl on the boat. And, <laughs> you know, your lover. <laughs> and Nick Cage just goes like, well, why don't you and I settle this once and for all? Meet me where the animals are. And the guy's like, all right, let's do this. Let's tango. Like, no. Why Why is Nick Cage making the demands? You're the one with the hostages. <laughs> so this guy stupidly falls right into Nicolas Cage's trap where he starts blo- Nicolas Cage starts blow darting this criminal so that he gets all loopy and poisoned and falls into the exact same trap that the white jaguar fell into earlier in the movie but this time Nick Cage opens up a cage for Ooh. the white jaguar and escapes and the white jaguar devours Consumes the criminal the criminal and then a helicopter comes in cuz somebody sent out a distress signal earlier a helicopter comes in and uh, the fucking captain's just gonna be all right all of a sudden. He's like, hey, I think I pulled through. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gets medically evacuated, even though Nicolas Cage is brutally yeah. beat up and shot in the leg. And then a Coast Guard comes over and he's like, what's the deal with all these animals? Let me see your paperwork. And Famke Janssen goes, oh, he doesn't need paperwork. Trust me. No, he doesn't. She doesn't say that. She goes, Oh, well, the criminal stole his paperwork, which is way worse than he doesn't need the paperwork trust. And then there's this look of like, I got your back. I did something as a woman. (laughs) And it's just like, what did I write? I wrote something. I wrote Famke Jansen saves the day as much as a woman can. Am I right, fellas? (laughs) Like, come on. I watched this like comedic video earlier of this girl pretending to be like every woman in a war movie oh she my was god like, i have to be passionate about this war because what else could i be passionate about as a woman who is the wife of a soldier and right. like things like that. i think my favorite <laughs> female stereotype along those lines is the wife of a boxer in a movie <laughs> they're always like you're gonna kill yourself i don't want i hate seeing you hurt <laughs> like i i it's it's the same it's always the same yep. in every movie and they're like we have to be a boxer i don't know how to do anything yeah, else w- women are not oh. written well in film oh it's brutal ever i've never seen a single movie where like the wife has been supportive of her boxer husband monster ball <laughs> i've never seen that movie so. i think she's a boxer uh, oh she's a boxer Million right? dollar baby. Oh, that's is that, that one. what you're Yeah, of? what is Monster Ball? I think Monster's Ball is a movie about drug dealers and oh, drug shit. addicts. <laughs> yeah, million dollar baby. I'm I've also never seen that. So here we are. So that was Primal. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at Monster's Ball. It's an American romantic drama. What? <laughs> I thought it was a boxing movie. <laughs> Didn't she look like not well? I assume that that. Uh, they, Bill- made, they made not well hillary swank was the <clears throat> other one who's this one uma thurman uh no this one is halle berry oh what am i thinking of yeah uh billy bob thornton plays a corrections officer who begins a relationship with a woman unaware that she is the widow of a man he executed so i don't think there's anything that has to do with boxing in this movie at all <laughs> <laughs> But it is it is the movie I believe that uh, Halle Berry won the Academy Award for, and she was the first black woman to win. Well, uh, women written Academy well Award. in movies. That's what I was. <laughs> One last little bit yeah, before we yeah. close out Primal, because Nicolas Cage <laughs> and Fabka Jansen are standing there on the deck, and I wrote down the line, "Kill me." Are they flirting? Question <laughs> mark. 
And they've been flirting the whole movie. And then and then the movie ends. For no reason. When he was drunk and he was like, <laughs> He literally, there's one point where he goes, Hey, what's up, Doc? And she's like, oh, hello. You overweight, slovenly man, you, who probably smells terrible. You remind me of my father. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being overweight. I think it was just that he was... He doesn't look good. Wasted. <laughs> he's like he's not a handsome man. No. To be fair, I didn't. I didn't think Famke Jansen looked particularly great. It in this was. Movie it was the wig. The wig was. The wig bad. did not do her beauty justice. Yeah. Who? Yeah. This well, was. This was a movie. It sure was. Like I said, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> it is a fun idea to to have to have like. And like Nick yeah. was, he did his part. Like he did his job, with the exception I of guess. some shit. I guess like I he think... could have played a drunk better. Yeah, you know, like if like he, he were, could have been better at fighting. <laughs> That's not his fault. That's the stunt coordinator's fault. I think. No, I think there were a lot of problems with this movie, but I don't think they were all Nick Cage's fault. No, so I'm not no. gonna blame him for it. No, me neither. He. He was professional, according to LaMonica Garrett. So that's <laughs> yes, all I care about. <laughs> exactly. All right, Han, any other closing thoughts before we get on to some Nick Cage awards? <laughs> Don't touch my cat. <laughs> all right, get away from my cat. <laughs> Nick Cage awards? Yeah, 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 yeah. Best supporting actor. <laughs> Are you going to go legit or yeah, ironic? Yeah, I, I have to give it to the criminal. He okay, was Kevin Durant. really scary and good. Yeah, he was great. Uh, best dressed. I mean, he's really only in the one outfit, I think. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a jungle man's outfit. Yeah. Very A lot of khaki and camo yeah. and a hat. A lot of neutral colors. Yes. Worst Nicolas Cage scene. Is it Ugh. the exposition in the mess hall or the exposition with the kid? Or the fight. My or the goodness. fight. Uh, I think the exposition in with the kid. Because I I called it out when we were watching, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is the worst scene I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the fight came along, and I said, "This is the worst scene I've ever seen." Okay, but I get to choose. That's so. true. Right, worst worst scene is with the kid. <laughs> that just blew my mind in that scene when he's feeding his animals, and this like eleven year old walks out, and I'm like, "What is this child doing here with this strange man?" Who cares? Uh, best Nicolas Cage scene. I think maybe the end when he poisons the dude and tricks him mm. and then feeds him to the tiger. Mm. It's a yeah. nice uh, culmination. Yeah. For yeah. him. All right. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else would be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not giving it to this. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, does he like capture the tiger after he lets him eat the villain? We yeah, pre- I guess we presume so. yes. I guess he just recaptures the tiger. He has yeah. like or some the, type the jaguar, of yeah. like positioning system on the tiger. Oh yeah, he put a tracker on it. Yeah, yeah, which like they barely use. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's the first time I've ever used also, it. Also, like a tracker doesn't do you that well when it's within like yeah. fifty feet. <laughs> yeah, 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 it makes sense. Uh, best Nicolas Cage scream. Get away from my cat. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's quality. That's that's high that's high quality stuff. That's I am a fan. That's grade A <laughs> Nick Cage screaming. Yeah. 
<laughs> the most nouveau shamanic moment. Nouveau shamanism is Nicolas Cage's own acting style. I don't think it's nouveau shamanic, but I would like to remind everyone that at the beginning of the movie, he was reading a real estate magazine and that never comes back up. Not a single time. I thought time. that was weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was saying like, oh, when I when like, I get when this I money, I'm going to buy a house. I don't know. Maybe I, and I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Um, maybe he's drunk acting. Ooh. Trying new things here. Yeah, yeah. Very, very Western Kabuki. Western Kabuki, that is what he calls it. There was a it. lot of emotion mm-hmm. involved, and I hated it, so. I agree. Let's call it, let's call it nouveau shamanism for what it is. <laughs> okay, so it's his drunk acting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic, Han. Now you've got a difficult choice. Or a, a uh, difficult rank. Yeah, where are we ranking this one? Yeah. Do you want to give me a movie that you could compare it to? I don't remember any of the movies you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> can you give me a movie we can compare it to? <laughs> what? Can you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy, some of these movies. See, like I'm looking at movies where he's a criminal, but they're very, they're very clearly better. Like Gone in sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. That's a much better movie. Mm-hmm. Red Rock West. Yeah, that's a that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, let's go. Oh Con my air. god. I think it's. Oh my god. I think it's better than the Humanity Bureau. Ew. Uh, that I, one was horrible. <laughs> I just I can't think of the Humanity Bureau without thinking about the kid who spoke the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> They're like he's the world's greatest singer. He speaks I a lot. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Oh, so let's start there. Moving our way up from the Humanity Bureau, which is at number 65, mm-hmm. uh, is 211, mm-hmm. which is the bank robbery movie with his son. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can keep going up. Yeah, and, and, well, keep going, up going up as in going Down. lower in going, the numbers, yeah. 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 Then it goes Rumblefish. Okay, put it between Rumblefish and 211. I, I think that makes sense. That's where I was thinking it would go yeah. in, once I started scrolling through. Yeah, and then below the Humanity Bureau is Firebirds, Bad Lieutenant. Et, et Which cetera, aren't good movies by any like, no. sense of the word, but no. he, his performance was just like better in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I that, I, like I said, he wasn't bad in this. He no. Was just, he didn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> he had some great moments in this movie, for he sure. He certainly did. So, Han, next week, we're going to close out 2019, finally, Wow! <laughs> with a movie called Grand Isle. Cool. I've heard about this one. Oh, have you? What have you heard? Uh, nothing. Well, it might be because it has a 0% on Rotten <laughs> no, Tomatoes. <it> <laughs> yes, it no, does. No, it doesn't. It only has 10 critic reviews, so that's the critic score. Oh, man. Uh, let me see here real quick. It's got a 47% audience score. Oh, my God. But the critic score is a zero. I feel like I've heard of any of the zero. movies that came out in 2018 2019 2020 or 21 just because we were doing the podcast during those years Mm -hmm. yeah that's true yeah we're gonna get into a whole handful of movies that yeah that yeah came out after we had started (laughs) all of that i mean we yeah we have been since 2018 wow is that when we started this thing yeah how time flies yeah (laughs) time flies when you're staying inside doing nothing but podcasting (laughs) wait i think or was it 2019? I don't recall. Huh. Hmm. We'll think about it. Let's get back to you next week. 
Write in. Write in. When did we start the podcast? We very easily could find it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was 2019. All right. I don't know. Who cares? We're here now. We're doing this for you. And just remember, we'll always be here for you through Nick and then. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Now, freak out.